Welcome, church. Please rise with me as we start worship this evening.
is to give glory to God in the highest. I'm so glad you're here to join us in giving him glory. In Jesus' name, amen. It's so good to see you. But this is what it's all about, this little one. He's having a great time. He's going to remember that he was here. Amen. Amen. All right, why don't we just welcome these beautiful little children? Oh, here they come, the stars of the show. Okay, let's give them a round of applause. Can we make some room for them to come in? How beautiful they are. Come on. How cute are they? Amen. Can you all please have your take a seat so that everybody can see their cute little ones up here? Y'all are please have a seat. Amen. Now's the time for you to wave and take a cute little picture before they get started with their program. Amen. All right. All right. There they are. The stars of the show.
Aren't they so precious? Amen. Let's give them an applause. I know that there are big applause for these guys. Woo! Here's the future leaders of our church. Amen. There's some future choir members in there, some future worship leaders. Hey, you know, Kristen was that small when she was in the Christmas service. And look at her now. Yeah, look at her now, right? She rocks, y'all. She rocks up here. We're so happy to have her. We're so happy to have her. But we're going to welcome in the next crew. Um, Making some room here for the next crew to come in. Again, another set of children coming in, and they're just wonderful leaders. They're just going to be amazing. Um, Even if you don't see them as leaders in the church of God, you're going to see them as leaders in their community. They're going to go out and share the love of Jesus Christ because that's what this is all about, right? It's just sharing God's love. What do you think, Kristen? Is that what these kids do? Yep. Yes, ma'am. At school? Yep, at school. In the cafeteria? Well, maybe not, unless they have good cafeteria food, right? Then you'll be like, Lord, make this cafeteria food taste good. (laughs) All right, come on in, guys. rise and sing this here and now you kept your promise here and now you proved your force
man, talk about joy. The joy of the Lord, man, and these guys. You guys are doing awesome. Come on, let's do it. to make sure that y'all could tell that I wasn't in elementary school. Also taller than me. <laughs> he didn't get to wear his heels. Oh, we're not going to do that. Thanks, guys. You guys did awesome. Y'all did Thank so you guys. Can good. Can we one so more good. round of applause so for <laughs> not only the children, not only them, but thank you to our NB Kids staff and volunteers who worked tirelessly. Right. Um, do you guys know they only practiced for like one week? 
All the parents in the house know I'm just lying. Man, those, they put in some work. So, man, yeah, you they know. They did, and it showed. You know, I saw showed. some of them were really, this last <laughs> song, they were really jamming and really singing. Yeah. And so I think that was awesome. They really put their hearts and souls into it. I'm so glad that you're here to see them do that. Yeah. And that you, as parents, took the time to make sure that your kids were here, not only for practice, but for here t tonight as well, because then they would have put in all of that time and then not been able to show up that would have so so thank you to you guys a round of applause to you guys for being yep. here tonight all well behaved uh, yeah, all were... well behaved as well they all had a conversation with uncle mike right before that yeah well you know none of us like having a conversation with uncle mike about behaving i'll tell you <laughs> hey church we want to welcome you hey are you here for the first time is anyone here for the first time Raise your hand if you're here Amen. for the first time. Yep. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Well, welcome, church, welcome. we welcome our visitors that are here for the first time. You're Thank so you welcome. so much for being here with us. We hope that you're enjoying so far what the Lord is doing and, and of course, what's going on here and uh, what, what we're doing. And, and the kids are loving it. And, and we thank you again for accepting the invitation to be here. And, um, and we hope you enjoy your time as well. Hey, you know what, church? Tonight, as fun as that is... Um, next, we have a really awesome, um, really awesome drama coming. Drama. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about what's so going on. So, drama tonight. We have a special treat for you guys tonight. We have a drama production for you guys by Narrow Gate Theaters Production, a, a local uh, production theater. Right. That's right. All actors local. are are from local and. The director, the product, director and producer, David written by, written, yeah. written, written, directed and produced, we're going to say, right. by David Cole, also a local guy. We hope that it brings a, a, an amazing blessing to you. Now, the name of this production is Unlikely Unlike People. Unlikely People. Unlikely People. I think it talks, so this, you know, we're about to, we're about to get a first person point of view story of the biblical figures that we, you know, the biblical figures we read, we read about the angel Gabriel, we read about Joseph and Mary and Zechariah and Anna. And, we, you know, we get a little bit of a backstory right. of kind of in between the lines that we read in the Bible, we get a little bit more of in between the lines. It gives you sort of a context, helps you understand what was happening at that time because really you know they're just normal people like you and i you can take that down guys you can you can take Un the music down yeah unlikely people like just like michael and i we're unlikely people to be standing in this stage and all of the stories that you're going to hear from tonight the unlikely people of the drama that you're going to hear i would as you listen to it i'd like you to think about how unlikely it is that any of this would have happened but for the grace of god right yeah. Right? That's right. That's what it's all about. That's right. Because we're all we unlikely people. We are the people. unlikely people. Yeah. So we hope that um, you enjoy this and that the Lord would minister to your hearts through what he's going to do through now this group of unlikely people. Let it bless you. Amen.
special. I'm not smart. I'm not rich. I'm not educated. I'm not wise. My parents aren't priests of the temple. Why would the angel Gabriel, the same one who visited Daniel, come to me? I suppose I could tell people that I imagined it. After all, I am just a young woman. They would believe me. But if I say that I imagined it, that wouldn't be the truth. And if I asked the question, why me? I wouldn't be doubting myself, but I would be doubting God. I cannot doubt God. I cannot doubt my creator. He is the one who has promised the Messiah, and, he's, and he has now promised to bring that Messiah through me, through the Holy Spirit. I can't be ashamed of that. And I can't live in disbelief of that. God is about to bring his son through me. The Lord is about to come through me in the form of a baby. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for fulfilling your promise through me. I'm so excited and I'm so blessed to tell Joseph that we're about to have a family with God. God is about to have his family through us. Oh, I'm so excited. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Oh, I must tell Joseph at once. I am a grown man, but what have I ever accomplished? I'm from the lineage of King David, but I'm not a king, nor am I the son of a king. I'm a carpenter, and I'm happy to be a carpenter. I, I don't need status. I don't want to be a king, or famous, or a priest, or a Pharisee. I just want to be left alone and in my work. I've found a wonderful bride who loves me just for me. She doesn't care who or what I am not. She just loves me. She my unmarried bride-to-be is now with child. And I am not the father. I had a dream last night, and the angel told me that Mary, my sweet Mary, is to give birth to the Son of God, conceived by the Holy Spirit. He said that I am to be a father to the child. Me, a carpenter, to raise God's child? To raise him for all the world to see and to find hope. Forever, my life will never be secluded or simple. 
all I believe and know is simple. Mary, Mary would never betray me, and I will never betray her. She's my bride-to-be. That, that's as simple as simple can be. My destiny. For now, I am a member of his royalty, a member of his family. How can I not be something greater than I ever, ever thought I could be? For God, for my bride, and for my family, I can be more than I ever thought I could be. For thee, God, for thee, I can be my destiny. I am the high priest of the temple, God's temple. Are you impressed? Nobody has the, uh, my, no one has my pedigree. Are you now impressed? My wife and I have toiled to have a child. We've worked hard at it, as I have worked hard in the temple, burning incense, asking God to bless us to have a child. God has been silent. My home has been silent. No child. I tell you that this has been a burden. I complain all the time. And when I don't have anything to complain about, I complain again. Today, Gabriel came to visit me. At least he said he was Gabriel. Was he the angel of Daniel? It's hard to believe. He said that we would have a child and he would be a prophet and he would usher in the Messiah. I can't believe that. I argued with him. Why would why has God been so silent for such a long time? And now he gives me more than what I ever asked for. My wife is going to have a child. His name is going to be John. And he's going to be a prophet. My wife Elizabeth is jumping for joy. She's pleased, happy. I'm happy. <laughs> Praise God. so long, so many years for a child, I'm still waiting. I've spent half my life waiting, and now I'm old. 
and I'm still waiting. But I'll continue to wait, but it's hard. It's very difficult to wait this long and still keep waiting. My, my husband, Zachariah, he no help at all. He comes home every night, oh, I worked so hard today, and I didn't hear from God, and, and why are you still waiting? And you know, it makes me feel like I, I want to, I'm waiting to see what he's going to complain about instead of what I'm really waiting for. <laughs> and I have to keep saying, no, I won't go there. I know what I'm waiting for, and I'll continue to wait. Because I remember Sarai, our mother in the faith, she waited. She faltered in her, in her wait, but she went back to waiting. And because she waited, she had Isaac, the child of promise. Unlike Abraham, he got ahead of God in his waiting. What did he do? He went out and started another family. It was not the family of the promise. It was a family of his own impatience. My own husband, Zechariah, an angel appeared before him. An angel of God standing right before him. What did he do? He argued. He argued with the angel of God. You know, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> but he did that because he lost faith that we were going to have a child. So he was silenced. But through his silence, God spoke loudly to him. And now he knows we are going to have a child. <laughs> I know I'm going to be with child. You know, shortly thereafter, Mary came to visit me. I saw her and I said, Mary, you are so blessed. Blessed are you among women. And blessed is the fruit of your womb. Jesus, Yeshua, the salvation of God is in your womb. <laughs> I know my child is alive because as she stood before me with Yeshua in her womb, my child literally leapt inside my womb. He jumped inside me as if to say, Mama, look who's right before us. Right here, the salvation of God. You know... They're both unborn yet, but they're both alive in the womb. And the world is not born to know yet the salvation of God, but life is in the womb of time. And it's just to, to have that life and know that time is coming, it's just, the words can't express it. And My son John is alive, and he will be, he will go out in the world, and he will be introducing the Messiah. My son John, I'm so blessed that he's my son. I'm even more blessed that the salvation has come. Soon there will no longer be time, but there will be God's forever family, God's forever family, come. Will you come? Please come and join our family while there is still time. He is my grandson. Now how many can say that? Certainly not everyone believes he is God's son. 
But when he came into our lives, we couldn't help but believe. My daughter, Miriam, with all the Gentiles in Galilee, she is now called Mary. But that's okay as long as she calls me mom. She was a most beautiful baby. She was the youngest of our three daughters. So very fragile, yet so very strong. She wasn't defiant, but she was something like defiant. She was bold. She is bold. She has a humility and a boldness that I've never known in any other person. But when she came to me, and she said those words to me that no mother in history ever wants to hear from their unmarried teenage daughter. I am with child. It broke me. Was I going to lose her? With God. And then she says, She's with child by the Holy Spirit. And I said to her, who is this Holy Spirit? And her humility shone through when she said, Mama, King David spoke of him when he said, do not take your Holy Spirit from me. The Holy Spirit. God, you have not forgotten your people. You are sending a deliverer by my own Miriam, my Mary. Thank you for reaching me. I believe you. I believe her. I am a grandmother, but our God has no grandchildren. Come and be part of this family because the creator of the universe is now family with his creation. smell? What's so funny? My hands smell. I'm a shepherd. What do I expect? Perfume? Me and my smelly hands are going to go home to my beautiful wife and I'm going to hold her. She's going to smell my hands. But tonight I'm going to tell her some good news. I'm going to tell her tonight I... I, uh, I met the Messiah. She would say, oh, what did he say? And I would say, well, he didn't talk much. And she would say, well, um, what did he do? And I would say, well, um, I'm not sure what he does. Uh, you know, um, I, I, I don't think he's going to build a big army. I don't think that's in his plan. You see, he's just a child. But, uh, but uh, the question is, is he going to be a king? 
How can he be a king? He's, he's born in Bethlehem. I mean, kings are born in palaces, not in, not in where animals are. I mean, I tell you, I hope he's not going to be a shepherd, but I tell you, there's more animals where he was born than there were people. I hope he's not going to be like me. All I do is say, I, I, I hate where I live. I hate where I was born. I hate Bethlehem. Nobody wants to come here. There's no status in saying, I'm from Bethlehem. There's no star in Bethlehem. No stardom, but there was a star. There was a star over Bethlehem. <laughs> wow. You know, right about now, my, uh, my friends, my fellow shepherds are going home to tell their families about what we saw. I got to tell you about this star over Bethlehem. I, 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 I want to tell you about it. I, when the angel came and said, today, in the city of David, a Child was born. We lit up like the night sky. I tell you, it was so bright, I thought it was lunchtime. Maybe hungry. But after lunch, something else was feeding me. Something of acceptance about who I am and where I live. I, I, I don't know why, but I did. I didn't do anything. I Just a working man who loves his wife. But I tell you, in those moments, for the first time, I didn't have any strife. When we came to the place where the child was born, we heard singing. Oh, the singing, it was beautiful. Oh, we were playing, but we couldn't see the singers. And then we saw father and the mother. They said others were coming. And then I... Oh, I'm telling you, the child is royal. He, he was a king. He was a king. He was royal in a simple way. He was royal in a way I could understand. I, you know, it was in this moment. I tell you, friends. I wanted to, to watch him grow old. I wanted to be his, his friend. So I asked the father, I said, could I hold? Oh, I tell you, he was holy. He, he looked inside me. I knew I was loved. You know, I was holding the baby. He was depending on me. But I tell you, he was holding me. He saw right through me. He was feeding me something in life I didn't know life had to offer. And then I saw to him, I saw he was life. He is life. You might say, I saw the light.
No longer was I envious about what other people had. No longer did I want what everybody had. I, 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 you know, I, I wasn't proud, but I wasn't ashamed of the way I looked, the way I dressed, the, the way I smelled. But you know, at that moment, I promised myself when I go home to my wife, today and every day, I'm going to wash that smell off my fingers, my hands. And I'm going to hold my wife, and she's going to smile at me. I love it when she smiles at me. And when I would tell her, the child is family. He is family. He, he's, he, he's the son and daughter we never had. He, he, he's the father and brother that we're so thankful for. The mother, the, the sister we're so thankful for, but better than before. Has entered the human family now, forever. There's no human race. There's only one new humanity. Yes, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And I, I too, I am a shepherd. just met with three idiots, risking their lives to tell me that Israel will now have a permanent king, too, huh? <laughs> this child king is to be born in Ephrata, Bethlehem, just like the scriptures say, or so they say. Whatever. Hmm. I spared their lives. Oh in the hopes that they would continue to be so stupid as to report back to me and let me know the location of this child king. <sighs> it takes scripture out of context. I mean, I like the scripture that says, I will ascend to the heavens. I will make my throne above the stars of God. And I will be like the most high. This is me. I and me are one. Me and myself are the most high God. Who is this imposter child king to come into my territory and say what is mine as his? Who is he to claim anything to be his? It's all mine. All of Israel is mine. It's mine. That's mine. That's definitely mine. <laughs> this is mine. Everything's mine. You there, shepherd. Stop! It's all mine! Everything is mine! Ugh, actually, you can have that back. Thanks. King David, a very weak and failure king at that, long gone by now. Rome rules, and Rome likes me. I, of course Rome likes me. Who doesn't like me? I'd give myself a pen. 
So that means that one day, I will rule Rome. And once they see that I have eradicated this imposter child king, all of Israel, all of Rome, all the world will see that there is no king above Herod. I will have every child in Bethlehem, two years and younger, disposed of. That's right. Three idiots had the audacity to tell me the location already. Then they showed me the scriptures. Well, now let me show you the scripture. Once the child king is disposed of, the child king of these three idiots, then the Ten Commandments will be mine to rule over. I will determine what is stealing and what isn't. I will say what is murder and what is not. I murdered my own sons, after all, for heaven's sake. That means that there is no God before me on earth, in heaven, or in hell. There is no God or gods before me. I am the most high God. I am Herod. child to be born. I have no rank. I have no title. I'm Simeon who has waited for the Messiah to come. Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now take your servant in peace. I have seen your salvation. which you have promised to all nations. Today, Lord, once, like Mary, a very young girl, and like Mary, I'm so in love with my husband of only seven years, and then suddenly, without warning, he was gone. <laughs> I was lost. Fear. 
took my love has now brought me his greatest love. I have waited for this. My waiting has brought me joy. I have waited for this child. God, he who is God's greatest gift. The one who took which was most precious to me is now letting me, having me hold what is most precious to him. I have waited so many years to see this. Now, he's brought me life once more. I, the lost one, now I'm the victorious one. In all my waiting, I see his destiny. I see life from death. His destiny. Death, now life from death. It's his way because he loves us. <laughs> the secret to all of life is revealed in this child. I've always been fascinated by human beings. They talk a lot. They make promises they can't keep. They make plans, and then they make even bigger plans that they rarely achieve. And when they speak of God, they use all of these compliments, hoping that it will show them favor. But the truth is they hardly know him. And here I am back on earth again. Jesus will be born as a human being. Mary, she will be as we angels. She doesn't speak a lot, but she acts on her belief. The Joseph, he vacillates, wishy-washy, but is he loyal? And Zechariah, what can I say about Zechariah? He believes and he doesn't believe all at the same time. But the shepherds, the shepherds, ah, yes, that's where the hope lies. You see, they, they listen. We just hope that their hearts are strong enough that they won't run off like most humans. And we angels ask ourselves, why can't you be more like us with less talk and more action? I hear myself complain out loud, I'm, I'm reminded of Lucifer. He, he was my mentor. 
What happened, you might ask? Well, he was very intelligent. He was a master bad actor. He would use his abilities to convey love and obedience, but he would lie, cheat, and steal from God. He stole one-third of God's royal angel fleet. We now call them demons. He then descended to this glorious earth and turned not just one-third, but all of humanity against God. Human rebels captured by Lucifer's vengeance on humanity. We now call him Satan. You see, we angels are so closely tied to God's presence. It's almost like we created his goodness ourselves. As if we created it. We stand in judgment of God's creation. And he makes humans in his image. I too am tempted by Satan's lies. I'm not so good. Oh God, please forgive me right now. I had almost forgotten. God being born as a human being will destroy any plan Satan has to rule this world. And humans, they won't fully understand him. But he will save them from the temptation that I had almost befallen. Believing that good is evil and evil is good. He is the great hope. And these are an unlikely people. The first of a new humanity. Today, in the city of David, a Savior is born unto you. He is the Messiah, Jesus the Christ. Glory to God in the highest of heaven and on earth. Peace be on those to whom his favor rests.
We say glory to God. Glory to God in the highest. Don't miss Christmas, church. Don't miss Christmas. It's been presented to you. People miss Christmas all the time. You know why people miss Christmas? Because they're way too busy. The innkeeper was way too busy. Mary and Joseph, the carriers of the Messiah himself. I'll tell you what. After Jesus was born there, you should have seen the billboard at that hotel. It said, the Messiah was born in our garage. See, they missed it because they were busy. They missed it because they were overwhelmed. They said, there's no room in the inn. The religious leaders missed it. I don't know about you. Have you been studying the word so long? You've been waiting and waiting and waiting, just like Zechariah who... 
ended up arguing with God. Yeah, right, I'm going to be a father. <laughs> he laughed at God. The Pharisees and the, the high priest and the religious leaders, King Herod called them in and said, so what's the scoop? And they said, well, the word of God says that in the town of Bethlehem in Judea, the prophet Micah wrote about this in the scriptures. That's where he'll be born. Now, I don't know about you, but if I had been studying and waiting and waiting, the first place I'd be was in Bethlehem in Judea. But instead, because of the familiarity, and they just read it over and over, it, it just became just words to them instead of the word. As my friend Dennis says, it's not only Emmanuel, he is the manual. He's the word. And they missed it altogether. Sometimes because of familiarity, we miss it. The book of Ephesians says that their minds are in darkness and they're stubborn and they have missed the very source of life that comes from God. King Herod missed it altogether. As you saw, he was afraid. He was afraid of losing his power. He was afraid of losing his position. Some of, some of us are so powerful and so just into our position and our title. Don't you know who I am? I'm the manager. I'm the supervisor. I'm the shop foreman. I'm the metal metal. And the metal metal gets left behind because they forget who really is in charge. As we saw Herod thinking, he thought he had it all that. He couldn't even take the staff away from the shepherd because he is the good shepherd. And people miss it. They miss it all the time. And how is it that we've got to make sure that we don't miss it? We, you know that we fill ourselves with nonsense so many times. Some of you are still stressing because you don't have marshmallows for the cocoa. You're still stressing because you don't know if you'll have enough red chili for the tamales. We're, we're filling our mind with stuff that is just useless. It's, it's, it's meaningless. We need to focus on the right things. He says, be still and know that I am God. Proverbs says, reverence for God adds hours to each day. We need to make sure that we're not filling our minds with the foolish things, but the real things. What Christmas is really all about. As we read over and over, but it's become so familiar, Jesus is the reason for the season, and we just say it, but do we really know it? Do we really know him? We need to start looking closely at why Jesus came. He came, as that shepherd said, I thought I was holding you, but you're holding me. You're the one making meaning out of life. You're the one carrying me right now. I thought I was looking at you, and the whole time you're looking into me. That's why Jesus came, to not just forgive our sins, but to give us eternal life. That's why we have an empty cross, because he suffered, died, but when he was buried, he rose again, and the cross is now empty. It's a sign of victory. It's a sign of hope. That's a sign of promise. We need to listen to the good news of Christmas. 
angels cried out to the shepherds, don't be afraid, we bring you good news. Good news. The Messiah, yes, the Savior, yes. The promised one, yes. The Lord himself has been born this day for you. Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it abundantly. God said in John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should have life, not perish, but have life. But I love verse 17 because he says, God sent his son into the world not to condemn it, but to save it through him. So this Christmas and every single day, I pray that you stop. Just stop. Stop like it says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. It says, Christ carried the burdens of our sins on the cross so that we could stop. Stop living in sin and start living with the right way because of his wounds who heal us. So we need to stop. We need to say enough is enough. We need to say I've reached that point. I don't want to do this anymore. Aren't you tired of being tired? Aren't you exhausted? Jesus said, come unto me, all you who are heavy laden. That means all of you who are exhausted. Aren't you tired? Some of you couldn't even walk in the building right now because you're overwhelmed. You're like, I can't do this anymore. You saw these children singing with such joy and you remembered when you were a child and you remembered the joy that you had and you can't even remember the last time you've had that kind of feeling. You're broken. You're hurting. You're confused and broken and empty. But God is saying, stop, stop. It's time to stop your sinning and stop your living for yourself and start living for him. And he also says, look, he says to really look, don't miss it. Don't miss what God is showing you right in front of you. In the book of Isaiah chapter 50, I mean 45, he says right there in verse 22, let all the world look. Look to me for salvation, for I am God and there is no other. So if you've been looking for something, praise God, because today here it is. It's yours to have, yours to receive. Oh, you've been tired and you're ready to stop and you're ready to stop and you're ready to stop and you're ready to look. Now all you have to do is listen. Because in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2, he says, listen to what God says. Listen what God has. This is the hour to receive God's favor. Today is the day of salvation. He's saying, listen. Some of you are hearing it really for the first time. Oh, you've come to church since you were little. But today, God is saying something that you really, really are hearing. And you're tired, and you're so tired that you're ready to stop. You're stopped. 
You're ready to stop living that lifestyle you've been living. You're ready to stop and say, you know what, enough is enough. You're ready to say, from this day on, Lord God, I'm gonna put my hand in yours and your hand in mine, and I will follow you wherever you lead me because, Father God, I'm tired, I'm looking, and I have found the Lord. I have found the Messiah. I have received him. And now as they gave us that invitation and as Elizabeth said, oh, be part of the family. I invite you to be part of the family. I invite you to receive him. I invite you to accept him as your savior and your Lord. And if you've never done that, today is your day. Today is your day to stop what you've been doing and start doing what he wants. If you're ready to receive Jesus, just raise your hand and say, Pastor, that's me. The Holy Spirit is talking to me right now. He's talking to me. I'm the one that came. I'm the one that found. I'm the one that listened. And I heard him call my name. And he's saying, won't you come? Won't you come? Won't you come and lay your burden down? So he's saying to you, come. Oh, if you want Jesus today, I invite you to just come and pray. There's people that are going to pray with you. There are people that are going to hold you. There are people that are going to receive you. There are people that are going to cheer you. So if that's your day and you want that and you've raised your hand and you want Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, you're saying, I'm not going to miss Christmas. (laughs) I'm going to be like Simeon. I've been waiting. And I've seen the Messiah. I've seen my salvation. I have seen the Lord. Won't you come? Would you stand to your feet? Would you stand with us and cry out to God? And maybe you're dealing with something else in your life and you're going through something that you feel overwhelmed and you say, God, I need your strength. I need your love. I need your mercy. God, I need you right now to intervene in my life. God, I need you in my family. I need you in my marriage. I need you in my home. Right now, you might need something. Come up to the altar and just lay it down. Come up as a sign of surrender and say, God, I'm not going to try to do it on my own anymore. I'm going to lean on you, and I'm going to trust in you, and I'm going to cry out to you, and I'm going to give it over to you right now. So won't you come? Won't you come and say, pray for me? Won't you come and say, I need you, Lord? Won't you come and say, I need more of you, Lord? Won't you come and say, we're ready to stop what we've been doing, and we're going to start right. We're not going to wait for the new year. We're going to start right now. We're going to start this moment. We're going to believe. So, Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord. As we sing out this song, just release those burdens to the Lord. Release that pain over to God. You might have just lost a loved one, and you don't feel like partying. You don't feel like celebrating. You don't feel like rejoicing. But joy comes in the morning. He carries you in that time. You're broken and you're hurting and you're saying, I can't keep doing this, but joy is here to carry you on. As we sing this song, won't you come and lay down your burden? Won't you come and lay down your pain and say, God, thank you. Thank you for the promise of hope. Thank you for the promise of your love. Sing it out, would you? Sing it out. And thank God for what he's doing. If you're one of our prayer partners, I ask you to make your way forward. And make yourself available to our congregation tonight. Let's sing this song together. Let the song minister to you.
glory to your name, Lord. We give you praise, honor, and glory for all that you're doing right now. Father God, fill our hearts with peace, love, joy, with hope that, Lord, no matter what we might be facing, you're greater and you will carry us through. Father, thank you for everyone that has ministered today, from the youngest to the oldest. Father God, that your word has come through and we have stopped to listen and to make a decision today. And we say, Father, into your hands we commend our spirit and we say, Lord, take it and transform it and make us new. Father God, I pray, Father God, for the power of your Holy Spirit to overwhelm us and to fill us with your goodness and your mercy and your love. And we pray this in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And God's people said, Amen. Just give him praise, would you? If you'll be seated just for two more minutes, some special announcements we have for you. I want to let all of you that have children with you, and you want a picture with God's delivery boy. God's delivery boy is Santa. He brings gifts that God provides. Amen? Amen. And, and I understand he came here tonight, and he's willing to take pictures with you and your children after, after this service. But I want to turn it over where we have a few announcements, and Amen. thank you so much for coming out tonight. Hey, church, can, can we give it up for Pastor and what the Lord is doing? Thank you, Pastor. Thank brother. you for the word. Thank you for thank your you obedience, brother. Pastor. And Hey, uh, Brother Dennis, can we invite you and the cast up again? Cast, um, why don't you, can, can we celebrate the cast? Hey, man, did you enjoy again? that drama? Thank you. Cast, or maybe you can just stand where you are and we can just applaud you from where you are. Can Let's we just applaud them applause. for what they've done? Thank you so much, cast. Take a bow. Take a bow from where you're at. Thank you so much, cast. Um, hey, church, we just, want, we just want to remind you of a couple of things, Sister Roxy and I. If you're here for the first time, I know we have a few first-time visitors and and even some that aren't here for the first time rocks. Um, but um, we have a Christmas Eve service. That's right. It's a beautiful up. service. You know, there is um, Christmas is a time of year where we, we get so busy and we get so tied up and making sure we have all the right gifts and the right decorations. But, you know, there's nothing like taking a few minutes on Christmas Eve and coming into the presence of the Lord and realizing and bringing your family with you and starting a new tradition of spending Christmas Eve in church, recognizing the reason for the season. It's a beautiful service. I hope that you can join us and bring yeah. your family. If they're here visiting from out of town, this is mm. a great way to get them back in the church. Maybe right. they just need someone to say, hey, let's go. Yeah. So guess what? The tamales won't be here, but you can have them ready at the house. That's right. It's going to be a short service. It's going to be a little bit of a compressed service, so it won't be too long. It's just going to be a, a quick hour candlelight service to honor our Savior and the, the first coming of our Savior. So we want to invite you to that. And then church, of course, we don't want you to forget. We understand if you cannot make it to that, we want, you, we want to remind you that our Christmas service won't be in person this year. That's right. Yeah. 
it, Christmas Day services, this year Christmas happens to fall on a Sunday, and we realize that all of you want to spend Christmas morning and Christmas Day with your family, but we would ask you to join us Christmas Day online yeah. as we bring you worship and a sermon so that you can spend Christmas in pajamas, but still hear the word of God, right? Amen. So we want to remind you of those two things. Thank you so much, Rocks Rocks. Up top, thank you to Roxy and our worship team. Can we celebrate them? Hey, all right. Let's see. Can I get... Brother Dennis, why don't you come up here with me? Um, and sell... This is Dennis Cole. Can we celebrate him as well? He is the writer, the producer, and director of Unlikely People, and he represents Narrowgate Theater. Dennis, uh, the, the ministry that, that, you, that you have with Narrowgate Theater goes above and... and, and goes further than what you do in the ministry here. Tell us a little bit about how we can support you, Dennis, in that as well. What other areas of ministry do you have? Well, yeah, we live in Albuquerque, so you got to start from somewhere, right? And, uh, yeah, but, um, you know, I have a news show called Narrowgate News, and I travel 27 states, five nations. I, I do Bible acting. Um, I write books. I got a new, new book coming out next month. It's called uh, The Man, uh, When Hope is All You Have. It's pretty deep. It's, it deals with stuff, but it's really good. I get a chance to... Uh, Albert Einstein says that creativity is intelligence having fun. <laughs> That's funny, isn't it? <laughs> well, I, I get to do it, but it's, it's, it's deep. It's, like I say all the time to the actors, it's very deep to get to these places, to, to, you know, to identify with a shepherd or with a simian or, or any human being, really. But it's wonderful to get inside the skin of another person. That person might be the person you're married to. Understand, relate, empathize, feel what they're feeling. And uh, this is how I work with actors. This is, this is what I get out of acting. I get to feel what other humans are feeling, and then I get to express it. And with these children back there, uh, there's a child here. She's from uh, a community that we support in um, Dominican Republic called Reparadero. Her name is Freyellis. And I look at her face and I, I say that, wow, she's got good teeth. I've been doing child sponsorship for 17 years. And I'm telling you, in the old days, the teeth in the third world countries was really bad. <laughs> So you know, that means Christians are going out there and, and, and drilling teeth, working for nothing. It's amazing. And uh, anyway, you can look at these faces. I've got about 25 children there. Look in their faces and see if God isn't giving you an opportunity to expand your family through love, through mercy. Just look, look inside skin. It's empathy. Just feel what they're feeling and see if God isn't making your family greater. It's $38 a month. You go as long as you can. If you ever fall behind, Food for Hungry is not going to hit you with a guilt trip. They're not going to say, you're bad. <laughs> if you fall six months behind, they're not going to say, you owe us six months. No, they're going to work with you. But you can, you can actually expand your family. Jesus entered the human race, and he's never going to leave. And we get a chance to uh, continue to do that. If the opportunity is there for you, look in their faces, and I'll just be happy to... Um, pray with you as you invite a new person into your family. It's Food for the Hungry, and it's sponsoring children all around the world. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Dennis. Thank you, Dennis. Thank you for the work that you do. 
and to your team as well. Church, will you stand with me as we dismiss? Thank you, Lord. And thank you once again for joining us tonight. You here at New Beginnings in the house and you joining us from home. We want to thank you for joining us. I know your kids are waiting for you out there. So let's dismiss in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the work that you have done here tonight, Lord, through every person on this platform, through every person from the front door here, Lord, and through every person sitting in the sanctuary and sitting at home. The work that you're doing in us, Lord, we thank you for that, Lord. Thank you for the seeds that have been planted. Lord, we pray that they would be watered, Lord. We pray that your spirit would grow within every single one of us. Heavenly Father, in the work that has been done here tonight. And, and to bring the joy, Lord, that we would not miss Christmas. Lord, that we wouldn't miss the message, Lord, of hope and of joy, Lord, and, and of who you are in our lives, Lord. And we thank you for tonight and the wonderful time that we had with the children, Lord, this wonderful time of worship together, Lord, and, and to understand, Lord, your word in a deeper and a richer way, Lord, through Narrowgate Theater. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for this time together. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you, church. God bless you. We hope to see you in new uh, at Christmas Eve. Blessings to you. You've been dismissed. Thank you, church.